Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to the Vitality Radio Show and the Vitality Radio Podcast. My name is Jared St. Clair and it's good to be with you again on another exciting episode. I also promised a couple weeks ago that I was going to start doing some bonus episodes. And life's been a little bit crazy lately. Uh, My schedule's been really wacky this summer with my kids and things, so I haven't gotten to those episodes yet, but... I do plan to record them very soon. We'll have a bonus episode talking in more depth about omega-3 and also more about your medicine cabinet and the things in your bathroom that may be harming you. Uh, We'll have all that information for you on a couple of bonus podcasts very soon. And the only way you'll be able to hear those is on the podcast apps uh, because I only have this one hour every week on local radio. Okay, it's time to get into something that I... Uh, I'm going to approach from a little bit different angle this time, and then I'm going to tie it up at the end. But basically, I read this article, and it really ticked me off. It's time for the Vitality Rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. All right, all right, all right. CNN, one of the best news networks, right? Maybe not. But anyway, as health services around the world continue to focus their resources on ending the coronavirus pandemic, they threaten to derail decades of hard-won progress in the response to HIV, tuberculosis, and many other diseases. That is according to a new report by the International AIDS Society publishing this week. The society will raise its concerns during the 23rd International AIDS Conference, which began Monday. Over the course of the week, officials will be highlighting the impact the pandemic has had on control programs for HIV and other diseases worldwide, adding to a series of fears raised in recent months. The social distancing efforts and lockdowns to control the spread of coronavirus has disrupted HIV prevention and treatment programs and put vital HIV research on hold, according to Dr. Anton Posniak, president of the International AIDS Society. Various surveys proved this to be true, including one released in June by Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis and Malaria, an international financing non-governmental organization. It found that across 106 of the countries it works in, 85% reported disruptions to their HIV services and 78% and 73% to tuberculosis and malaria services, respectively. Nearly 20% reported severe disruptions for all three diseases. 
models by the World Health Organization, who has a Stop TB partnership, and Imperial College of London have predicted that such disruptions could lead to over 1 million extra deaths across these three diseases. 1 million extra deaths. How's that sound? For example, recent models commissioned by the World Health Organization and the Joint United Nations Program on HIV and AIDS estimated that a six-month disruption to services in sub-Saharan Africa alone could lead to an additional 500,000 deaths from AIDS-related illnesses in just 2021. This is on top of a likely 470,000 deaths that would have occurred based on the 2018 numbers. There is a risk that the hard-earned gains of the AIDS response will be sacrificed to the fight against COVID-19, said uh, Executive Director Winnie Bayanyima in a statement in May when the models were published. But the right to health means that no one disease should be fought at the expense of the other. Boy, I love what she says right there. Absolutely. It is important to understand that as we put COVID-19 on the front and center, everything else has been pushed off to the side, including hospital visits to delivering mothers, uh, even trouble with husbands going in and mothers going in and things like that to support their daughters, visits to people who are on hospice care, who are on their way out and can't be visited by family and friends that go out much quicker without that support, Uh, the hotlines for domestic abuse and suicide are through the roof through this pandemic as people have been sheltering in place and dealing with the fear of potentially contracting and or spreading the coronavirus. And all of that, on top of a thousand other things that all amount to collateral damage, I love what uh, Winnie Bayanyima says in this statement when uh, she says, but the right to health means that no one disease should be fought at the expense of another. Love that. It's not just this. It is so much more. I discussed in episode 19 of Vitality Radio podcast, the collateral damage. I talked about the things that I just briefly mentioned and went into even more detail. But now we know even more than we did back then. We now know that 70% of new cases in New York come from people who were sheltering in place. We know that the original models that all of the lockdown and shutting of businesses and creation of this term, quote unquote, essential business, we know that those numbers were off by a number of magnitude. It wasn't even close We know that it probably isn't spread by asymptomatic people, even though they told us that it was, which makes me question why anybody who doesn't have symptoms would be wearing a mask, because wearing a mask basically means that you can't breathe as freely as you normally would, and therefore, it doesn't make sense to restrict your oxygen, it doesn't make sense to stay indoors and not get the sunshine and your vitamin D, none of that makes any sense if asymptomatic people don't actually pass this along. And even the World Health Organization, which has tiptoed around it a little bit, just recently said that it probably isn't being passed by asymptomatic people. So there's all kinds of things that are going on here, but the biggest thing that's going on is this dance of half-truths, lies, and just bad information coming from the World Health Organization, the Centers for Disease Control, and Anthony Fallacy, I mean Fauci himself. These people have not given us a straight answer since the very beginning. Now, I get that it's a 
novel coronavirus. It's new. They don't necessarily know what to expect, but that's what these quote unquote experts are there for is to try and help us figure this out. And on one side of his mouth, Fauci's saying wearing a mask for healthy people is ludicrous. And then out of the other side of his mouth, oh yeah, wearing a mask is definitely the best thing that we can do. So if you're listening to Vitality Radio, and if you do listen to Vitality Radio on a regular basis, I like to think that this audience is a step ahead or maybe two or three of the average citizen out there. I think that you're looking for alternatives for your own health care. You're looking for ways to stay well as opposed to uh, what's been taught to us by the CDC, wash hands, hide, and wear a mask. You recognize that things like nutrients might make a difference. You recognize that if you're wearing a mask while you're walking into McDonald's or ordering a soda pop, you probably are negating a lot of the benefits of wearing a mask if there are benefits at all. Because we, you realize as a listener to Vitality Radio that health starts with what we put in our bodies and how we use our bodies. And it isn't about hiding from things. It is about preparing for things. And uh, if that is the way that you've been approaching this, then congratulations. You did what was right all along because these are all things we already knew. We didn't need a novel coronavirus to teach us that using nutrition, eating correctly, not filling ourselves with junk food, taking vitamins, minerals, and herbs would be good to prevent viruses. We've known that. We've known that for a long, 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 long time. And yet everything the government comes out with is just a bunch of propaganda and the mainstream media feeding it into a fear frenzy. And then when people get scared, they don't think. So what I'm asking if you haven't already been doing this is very simple. I consider myself an alternative to the regular news outlets. I'm a little tiny podcast here, produced here in Utah and getting listenership in a variety of little places here and there, hoping to build a bigger audience because I feel like what I have to say has value. But it is little tiny people, so to speak, compared to the behemoths of Fox News and CNN and NBC and CBS and ABC and NPR and Reuters and so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. It is those sources that will give you other opinions. Now, those opinions may not always be right, but at least it's not the echo chamber of hide, put a mask on, duck and tuck and Get away from your neighbor because they could kill you. I mean, isn't that what we've been taught? Hide from your neighbor. They could kill you. Well, anything can kill you, just about. Preparedness has always been the best way to approach this stuff. And hiding is not the same as being prepared. So if you're interested in how you can prepare to fend off viruses, I've discussed that in some detail on the early episodes of Vitality Radio. And uh, if you are looking for alternative resources for education on this stuff, there are plenty out there. I would start, and this might sound funny, might sound a little strange, but start with the things you see on Facebook that have been fact-checked as partially true. If Facebook doesn't want you to know it, there's a really good chance it's actually true. 
because they are part of the machine spreading the fear and doing the work uh, that the government really wants, I think, to create division between us. There are two sides to this thing, and that, that is ludicrous. There should be one side. In this country of America, we should be on one side of this coronavirus thing. We should be working together to protect ourselves from illness in logical ways, and we should be telling the truth in the media and from the government about how is best to do that, as opposed to censoring almost everything that comes across that doesn't just tow the company line. So check your resources. Don't just blindly do as you're told. I anticipate if you're listening to Vitality Radio, that's not your thing anyway. That's the rant for today. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, this is what I want to talk about. And I I think this is going to have real value. And frankly, I'm shocked that I haven't done this before in the almost 12-year history of Vitality Radio. You probably have purchased a product or multiple products, a dietary supplement, nutritional supplement, whether you bought it at a health food store or a grocery store or a you know Costco or you bought it online or whatever, regardless of where you got it. You may have heard about it from Dr. Oz. You may have heard about it from a friend or your mother or your sister or your brother or the guy that you work out with at the gym. You may have read about it in Reader's Digest or something may have popped up on a Facebook ad or a Google ad or something like that. And at that point, it sounded like something that could be a benefit to you. You bought it. You took it for a little while, didn't notice much, and now it's sitting on your shelf or in a cabinet somewhere, getting closer and closer to the expiration date, or maybe it's even expired, whatever. You might have three or four of these things. You might have 10 or 12. I've met a lot of people who have a lot of supplements that they don't use. Regardless, what I aim to do today, I think will be useful, and hopefully I'll get feedback from you as to whether or not it was. But that is, we're going to go through the top 10 best-selling supplements in America, not by brand, but by type. So in other words, things like fish oil, melatonin, vitamin C, multivitamins, so on, so on, so on. We're going to go through those items. I've actually got 12 on the list, but we're going to at least try and get through the top 10. And we're going to talk about how to tell if you've got a good one if you already own it. Then we're going to talk about what to do uh, with it, how much to take, what's an actual effective dose, if it's even something that I think you should take. And in some cases, I'll tell you that you probably shouldn't. And then if what you have isn't that great, is it still good enough to use and you should go ahead and use it up before replacing it? We're going to talk about all of that stuff. We're going to talk about kind of how to read the label, what the label means. All of that's coming. And I hope it's going to be really educational for you. And of course, if you have questions, you just call us at Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662 if you have any questions. I'll come back with that topic just after this break. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label 
but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a megadose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Welcome back to Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast. It's good to be with you again. I hope my short little rant uh, came across okay and that you uh, enjoyed that. I hope uh, that we all can kind of band together and recognize that uh, there are greater things at stake than just what's happening with coronavirus as we move forward through this craziness that is currently gripping us and our world. Anyway, Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. Okay, so it is time to jump back in to uh, the show. And the topic, as I stated before, is uh, basically we're going to go through the top 10 supplements, uh, you know, categories of supplements that are sold in America including things like fish oil, multivitamins, calcium, stuff like that. I would anticipate that you probably have at least one of these things at your house. You may have two or three or four or five. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know. And I would love to hear back from you after I do this. But regardless, I'm also guessing that you're not 100% convinced that what you have is the right product for you, that you may not be 100% convinced as to how you should take the product, that you may not be sure as to what the quality of the product is and maybe even wonder if you should be taking it at all. And that's what I aim to help you with product by product. I'm going to go through, and if you already have this and you're not driving down the street, you can look at your bottles while I go through it. If you don't have it, but it's a supplement maybe you're interested in, hopefully the education that I give you on how to use it, how to know if you've got a good one, all that kind of stuff will come in handy. So that's what the rest of the topic is. You know, the interesting thing about supplements is that with a drug, particularly a prescription drug, uh, you have a daily dose and you either have a refill that you can do or two refills or whatever, or you don't. With a supplement, often because of the wacky regulations on supplements, things are far less clear. The label might say, take one capsule daily, And it usually isn't legal for a natural product to tell you much on the label about why you might actually be wanting to take that product. 
So first, let's define what a supplement is. If you look at your pantry or come into Vitality Nutrition, one of the things you'll see on the front of that bottle of vitamins or the herb capsules are the words dietary supplement. Now, what does that mean? Many people confuse those words to mean that the bottle is full of something to help them with a diet or weight loss. But in reality, dietary supplement just means that this is something that is supposed to supplement your diet. In other words, let's take fish oil, for instance. Most of us in America don't eat a lot of fish. We don't get a lot of omega-3 from other food sources either. So most of us, it's estimated probably 80 plus percent, are deficient in omega-3. And so to fill that deficiency, we would supplement our diet with omega-3 fish oil as a supplement. That's all dietary supplement means. But there's a legal thing. (laughs) Uh, It is actually illegal to put a supplement on the market that isn't labeled as a dietary supplement. And while to most people that means nothing, it is important to understand that if it says dietary supplement, then on the back it will also have supplement facts on the panel. Whereas if you look at a box of cereal, it'll say nutrition facts to tell you what's in that. The supplement facts will tell you what's in a supplement. And then another facts panel you might see would be a drug facts panel, like you might see on the bottle of ibuprofen or something like that. Now, in my view, there are three ways to waste money on supplements. So now that we know what a supplement is, shouldn't we be concerned about safety? After all, you may have heard in the mainstream media that dietary supplements aren't regulated. What? You mean that something in America isn't regulated yet? Ha! Fat chance. So there is a history lesson here, but I'll try and make it short. There was a time 26 years ago, about the time that I actually bought Vitality Nutrition from my parents, pre-1994, when supplements were under attack due to pressure from certain senators, such as Ted Kennedy. In fact, there was a legitimate fear that they would not be regulated. They would actually be taken off of the shelves, period. In fact, Mel Gibson was in a famous, at least in my community, commercial where he was raided by the FDA at gunpoint and uh, they took his vitamin C away from him. It was a little overblown, but that was the idea is that we might not even be able to take vitamin C freely in America. Can you imagine that back in just the early 90s, we actually believed that there was a real chance that vitamin C, fish oil, and calcium could be banned in America? Well, that is what nearly happened. Then two senators, Hatch and Harkin, authored a bill that passed called DSHEA. That's known as the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act. That act officially defined and regulated supplements with the regulatory agency being the FDA. Since then, CGMPs, which stands for Current Good Manufacturing Practices, have also been enforced. This means that as long as a manufacturer is following these practices, you are assured that what they say is in the product is in the product and that they meet guidelines for heavy metals and microbial contamination, etc. There are still supplements on the market where people are breaking these rules, but they can and do get caught often. The key is to buy from a reputable source. At Vitality Nutrition, we investigate brands before we bring them into our store to make sure that they follow the guidelines that are set up by current good manufacturing processes that they're made in manufacturing facilities that follow those processes. And that's important. So back to the three ways you can waste money. 
One is you can buy the wrong thing. Like either it's not a product that you need, but you read somewhere that maybe it was useful, and that's going to be a waste of money. Another one, you can buy a, a poor quality product. And then another one is you can buy the right thing, but take it incorrectly. Those are kind of the three main things that I think people get into trouble with. So the questions I aim to answer about these common supplements that you may already have in your house are these. How do you know if it's a good quality product? What is its actual function in the body? Should you take it? How much should you take? And what is the best option that I have found so far in this category? So let's start with, these are not in order, by the way. I just kind of typed them all up. There's no order, but these are the top 10. Vitamin D. First, is it a quality product? Well, I looked at the Kirkland brand. That's Costco's private label of vitamin D3, 2,000 units. And this is what's in it. Ingredients, soybean oil, gelatin, glycerin, water, corn oil, caramel color, which is an artificial color, and vitamin D3. Now, I don't have any reason to believe that there is any value in putting caramel color in vitamin D3. It's beyond me. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, you can see through their bottle. The caramel color gives it a nice golden glow, I guess, but vitamin D capsules kind of have a golden glow anyway. It's it's ludicrous that caramel color is in there. And even if they didn't look beautiful, would it matter? It's a vitamin. So caramel color is bad for you. If you ever see it in a vitamin D, you're buying from a company who does not care about your health, period. They don't care about your health. They're selling vitamins to make money and only to make money. And you are putting something in your body that you do not need. And then soybean oil and corn oil. Could we get two worse oils, please, to put with our vitamin D? You knew, you do need oil in a soft gel capsule. And that's fine, but they could use olive oil, but olive oil is more expensive. Or they could use any number of other non-toxic oils. But soybean oil, we know, leads to more heart disease. Corn oil and soybean oil, we know, are almost always genetically modified. These are not good oils. So if you're buying a vitamin D supplement, or if you own a vitamin D supplement, it has soybean oil in it, corn oil, or any kind of artificial color, run the other way. Uh, it's not worth it. Vitamin D is really, really cheap. If you already own it, throw it away if it's got that stuff in it, because you don't need it. And it you, you're taking three anti-nutrients with one pro-nutrient. Vitamin D is actually an essential hormone, not a vitamin. It's manufactured in the skin from the combination of cholesterol and UV rays from the sun. Isn't it strange that we have been convinced that cholesterol and UV rays are both evil killers? I think it's interesting. Its role in the human body cannot be denied. It is critical in fighting viruses and maintaining a balanced immune system, which also makes me wonder why hiding in our basements away from the sun would be recommended by our so-called health experts during a pandemic. Vitamin D also helps prevent bone loss and a variety of cancers, including prostate and breast cancer. So who should take it? Anyone will probably benefit during the winter months when sun exposure is minimal. The darker your skin is, the more difficult it is to absorb the UV rays that are required for making vitamin D. Therefore, you need more exposure if you have a nice tan or your natural pigment of your skin is darker. People who have weakened immune responses should consider vitamin D because vitamin D plays a huge role in the immune system. On the flip side, if you will allow yourself 20 to 30 minutes of good sun exposure daily without SPF on, 
you are probably getting enough vitamin D in the summer months and may only want to supplement during the winter months. Now, of course, if you get a blood test and you know that you are low in vitamin D, then supplementing is obviously a good option as well. What is the best kind of vitamin D? Well, the sun is the best kind of vitamin D. Yes, I sell supplements for a living and I would love to sell you vitamin D and I'd be happy to, but get your sunlight. It's really, really good for you. 20 to 30 minutes a day. In my opinion, the next best thing is the kind of vitamin D that comes from lanolin that is in lamb's wool because they make it in their wool the same way that we make it in our skin. Look for a soft gel capsule that is free of the nasty toxins that I read to you from the Kirkland stuff. Also, lozenges that you just drop under your tongue are a great way to get vitamin D as long as they are sweetened naturally. Item number two, calcium. And this one's going to be the longest one. I'm going to try and make it relatively short, but it's important. How do you know if it's good? Well, you don't want one from carbonate. That's going to be in your supplement facts panel. It's going to say calcium as something, and it might say carbonate. Sometimes you'll still see oyster shell. You don't want these. These are absorbed at between 4 and 10%. Now think about this. If you're taking 1,000 milligrams that most doctors are recommending for calcium, you're absorbing 10%. That's at the high end. You are not absorbing 90%. So of that 1,000 milligrams, you have 900 milligrams trying to find its way out of your system or hanging out in your body. The most common places for this calcium to go are into the kidneys on its way out of the system or into your vascular system if it can't make it out. That means kidney stones, which are awful. But even worse, hardening of the arteries, which will kill you eventually. Citrate, which you'll see a lot of name brands, Caltrate and things like that, is a step in the right direction. It does absorb much better than calcium carbonate. But better would be a whole food source such as red algae or hydroxyapatite. Now, what to avoid? I'm actually looking at the Caltrate bottle. And this one is really, really interesting. First off, Caltrate, they named it that, I think, to make people think it's citrate. It's not. It's carbonate. I don't know why they call it Caltrate. There's another one called Citrical, which is citric acid formed. Uh, and that's better, but still, eh. But let's just look at the ingredients on this one. First off, calcium carbonate, magnesium oxide. They are the one and two worst forms of those minerals, okay? Then maltodextrin. And then it has... Blue 2 Lake, vitamin D, cross-carmelose sodium, cupric sulfate, which is copper, magnesium stearate, manganese sulfate, polyethylene glycol, polyvinyl alcohol, a couple of excellent plastics there, red number 40 lake, sodium borate, talc, titanium dioxide, tocopherols, and yellow 6 lake. You have three artificial colors in this product. What is this? Is it a bottle of M&Ms? I mean, listen, I think they should take the artificial colors out of M&Ms too. And in many countries they have, not in America, because we love our colors here for some unknown reason. In fact, we get colors, all kinds of different colors for all the different holidays. Drives me out of my mind. But regardless of that, we don't need it in our calcium supplements. This calcium supplement, Caltrate, is horrible. If you have it, throw it away. It will do you more harm than good, guaranteed. The single most important part of calcium supplements that people don't know yet are that many studies are beginning to show two very disturbing things about calcium supplementation. First, there seems to be almost no correlation 
between taking calcium and actually preventing bone fractures, which is why most people take calcium. This means your bones aren't getting stronger based on how much calcium you take as a supplement. Second, you have a higher risk of heart disease. Some studies show a huge increase in heart disease after just 10 years of calcium supplementation. So what to do? I believe in doing a few things when it comes to bone health. First, unless you are in osteopenia or osteoporosis, which would be a diagnosis your doctor would give you, I don't think calcium supplementation is probably wise. There are other supplements that make a lot more sense. Vitamin D, which assists calcium in the building of the bones. Magnesium, which counters calcium and balances calcium when it comes to bone health. And vitamin K, which can actually remove calcium from the arteries, the kidneys and various other places, and put it into the bone where it goes. All of those things make more sense than calcium. Perhaps most important, though, are two lifestyle adjustments. Studies do show that calcium in food doesn't seem to cause the same issues as calcium in pills do. No surprise, we should get as much nutrition from food as we can. So focus on high calcium foods such as deep green leafy vegetables, carrots, raw dairy, good clean cheeses, and yogurts. Also, weight-bearing exercise is paramount to strong bones. So lift weights or do body weight resistance training, things like calisthenics. This is a very big deal. One more thing on bone health. Your musculoskeletal system is called that for a reason. It is a system. We hear constantly about osteoporosis and hip fractures, etc. I think maybe there are a few parties with a vested interest in pushing that narrative. One is the calcium supplement industry. They love mining a rock, powdering it, and then selling it as nutrition. But another one would be our beloved Dairy Council. These guys have been lying about pasteurized, homogenized milk for decades. Milk it does a body good. Got milk? Milk builds strong bones. Milk is one of the four basic food groups and even found itself onto the brand new and modern but pathetic Michelle Obama food plate. Well, in its pasteurized, homogenized, mass-produced form, milk does not do those things. The promise is a lie. In fact, I consider milk an anti-nutrient, meaning it actually does bad things to your body when it is pasteurized and homogenized. The sad thing is that in its raw state, milk is a true superfood. But raw milk is all but outlawed in Utah, where I live, and in many states, it is completely outlawed. But in most states, it's available. And if you live in Utah, and if you live, uh, well, really anywhere along the Wasatch Front, you can get raw milk. The Redmond truck travels the whole Wasatch Front all the way from Provo to Ogden, I believe. And they stop at Vitality Nutrition from 11 to 2 on Wednesdays. And they'll sell you milk. I don't sell the milk. I don't own a farm or a cow. Therefore, it is illegal for me to sell raw milk. But I can host them to sell it. And there's a co-op. If you're interested in a co-op, that you have to order on Mondays. And they deliver it to Vitality on Saturday. And we hold the milk for you until you can pick it up in our refrigerator. Happy to help you with either one of those. If you have more questions, you can give us a call if you want real raw milk, raw cheese, raw yogurt, some really, really amazing things. They are available to you. Just a little hard to find, but we've sourced them for you. And again, I don't sell them. I don't make any money off of them. I just want you to have access to them. And frankly, selfishly, I want access to them. So they come to Vitality every single week. Call us if you have any questions about that, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Now, there are a couple more things about 
your bones, and then we're going to move to the next topic. The other reason people keep taking these bogus calcium supplements is because their ill-informed doctors keep recommending them. Doctors, if you're listening, please stop. Read the research. 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium is too much for your patients. Remember, you are first to do no harm. So if you're just trumpeting what you heard in medical school 15, 20 years ago, the journals have come around and recognize that we've been doing it wrong. The thing we never hear about is sarcopenia. Sarcopenia is basically osteoporosis of the muscles. Remember I talked about the musculoskeletal system? It's called that because they work together. As the muscle breaks down and becomes weaker with age, the skeleton has less support. Many people, including me, believe that this may be the true underlying issue with bone loss, and that is muscle loss. So exercise and supplementation can make a big difference here. I recommend for people concerned about this that they take creatine or beta alanine as a supplement or potentially supplement with protein if they're not getting enough in their diet. There's no reason we have to surrender muscle mass and strength to age. In fact, both creatine and beta alanine have been proven to assist seniors in living a healthier life everything from maintaining muscle tissue to being able to get out of the chair or walk up and down the stairs with greater ease. I find it interesting and disturbing that in America, it has become part of our culture to surrender to age. We retire, and then many of us stop living. We move into 55 and older communities with one-level living and yard care taken care of by somebody else. It is easier for sure, and we've earned that retirement. But as we stop taking the stairs, using the jazzy scooter at the grocery store, stop mowing and weeding our own yards, we stop working our bodies, and then we wonder why everything hurts. Movement is king. We have to keep moving, doing, being. Don't let age stop you. Okay, the next item, vitamin C. Is it a quality product? Well, if you're holding your bottle of vitamin C, there's a couple of things that you're going to want to look at. The biggest two things we must consider are source and form. The source of vitamin C is typically corn in the form of ascorbic acid. On its face, that doesn't sound so bad, but we must recognize that the vast majority of corn-based vitamin C is from genetically modified corn. Now, this isn't a show on GMOs, but I'm not a fan of GMOs, so we want to avoid those as often as possible. On top of that, ascorbic acid, while effective and useful, is the lowest level of quality when it comes to vitamin C. Ascorbic acid needs minerals in order to absorb fully into the cell. Most of us are deficient in these minerals. Therefore, taking ascorbic acid can make us more deficient. On top of that, it is acidic, which isn't ideal. My preference is a non-acidic mineral ascorbate. They already have the minerals attached that you need to absorb the vitamin C fully. The difference being that they absorb about 30 to 40% better and stay in the system about 30 to 40% longer. Those are both huge factors in the ability of your vitamin C to do what you want it to do. If you have an ascorbic acid form of vitamin C, I would use it up. It's not junk. And most of the vitamin C on the market, even the low quality ones, are kind of okay. But then replace it with either Vital C, which is my formula. I developed actually in response to the coronavirus. It's got vitamin C from all non-acidic natural mineral sources. It's got olive leaf extract, one of the most powerful herbs you can take for antiviral benefit, and it has a little bit of naturally occurring zinc in it as well. Or Inner C, which is a powder mix very similar to Emergency you may have seen or maybe you use. 
If you haven't heard me talk about emergency, they're owned by Pfizer now. Big Pharma never does vitamins right. They don't need your money either. And emergency is not what it used to be. It is a shell of its former self. Inner-C is the best vitamin C on the market if you want a packeted vitamin C that you can effervesce and drink. So why vitamin C? There are so many reasons. And because I'm not real high on time here, I won't go into them too much other than to say your immune system depends on it, but so many other cellular functions do as well. And I did a deep dive on episode 15. So if you want to learn more about vitamin C, episode 15 of the podcast has a ton of it. Uh, This is something, though, that I believe everybody benefits from taking on a daily basis. Now, fish oil. Fish oil is a big one. In fact, it's number one. It's the number one most used supplement in America And I love that. That is awesome. The only problem is there's a lot of not very good ones and a lot of very low potency ones out there. So how do we know if you've got a good product? Well, how about trying something gross? I don't know if you're willing to do this or not, but I'll tell you that if you want to bring it to me, I'll do it for you. I've done it for people before. (laughs) But if you have a bottle of fish oil and you're not sure if it's good quality, One thing you can do, it's not the only test, but it's a good test, is pop that soft gel capsule in your mouth and bite down. The fish oil will immediately hit your tongue and it will taste either mildly fishy, almost just sort of a hint of fishiness, or it will taste very powerfully fishy and potentially rancid. If it's very mild and very light, it's probably a decent quality non-rancid fish oil. And that's good. If you taste anything really strong or if it tastes uh, rancid, don't take it. It's bad for you at that point. So if you're not willing to do that, then you just have to keep in mind that most fish oil that's in the mass market, in other words, sold outside of health food stores, is often sourced differently from natural product store versions. It is sourced as a byproduct of fish meal, meaning that they're searching for the fish meal and the fish oil is kind of the leftover. This means that it can sit on a boat in open air for hours upon hours, which is why much of it is rancid. The highest quality brands source the fish oil for the fish oil, or source the fish, I should say, for the oil specifically, and then they freeze it almost immediately after it is caught. While the government requires that fish oil be free of toxins, they do not care if it is rancid. Good job, FDA. Once you have determined if your oil is high quality, then it comes down to potency. And this is a big deal. I said that the majority, and it is actually the majority of people in America now take some sort of fish oil supplement, which is amazing. But I would say the majority of people are not taking enough. And this is where most fish oils fail miserably. We know through years and thousands of studies that we need, on average, two to 3,000 milligrams of omega-3 daily. Now, let's do a quick supplement facts 101, and this might be useful for the other supplements too. Look at one of your vitamin bottles, specifically if you have it handy, your omega-3 bottle. Obviously, if you're driving, you'll have to do this afterwards, but if you're at home, take a look. On the front, it will usually say omega-3 fish oil, 1,000 milligrams. Now flip it on the back side and look in the box that says supplement facts. This is what is important. Right under the words supplement facts, it should say serving size. If it says one capsule, two capsules, 
four capsules, whatever it is, then what is below that in terms of the quantities listed applies to that many capsules of product. In other words, it's not per capsule, it's per serving. And that is really, really important because most people think that what it says on the front of the bottle, what it says in the supplement facts is per capsule. That is not the case. It's always per serving. So you always have to look at serving size first. In the case of fish oil, figure out the serving size first. Let's assume for this example, though, that it is one soft gel capsule. Then below that, it will say fish oil, 1,000 milligrams. Below that, it will say EPA and DHA, which are the two primary omega-3s that are found in fish oil. Sometimes they'll be listed together. Sometimes they'll be listed separately. Then sometimes it will list the total omega-3. Those are the numbers that matter. If it says 1,000 milligrams of fish oil, but like on the Kirkland brand, only 300 milligrams is omega-3, then to get 2,000 milligrams, you would need seven capsules. I don't think you're going to take seven capsules of fish oil. I don't think the majority of people will. I prefer to take less capsules of everything if I can. And so I also like a fish oil that's been treated with respect, if that makes sense, not laying out on the boat for hours. My favorite product is Vital 5 Omega because in three capsules daily, you get 1,980 milligrams, so very close to that 2,000 milligram threshold. And you'll probably make up that 20 milligrams in your diet probably a little more, which is good because more is better when it comes to omega-3. But you also get astaxanthin and CoQ10. So it's a very powerful antioxidant formula in addition to being a great fish oil. And you only have to take three a day, not seven a day. Now, if you want to do a deeper dive on omega-3, I've got a podcast on that too. It was just a few weeks ago, episode number 37. Also, I will be doing a bonus podcast on the rest of the story about omega-3 very soon. So we'll have another podcast on omega-3. There's a ton of information, way more than I could get to in one podcast. That is for sure. Okay. The next supplement on the list is melatonin. The basics on melatonin are simple. What everyone sells is the same. Yep. Me at Vitality, them at Costco, and so on. At least the melatonin part. They might have some horrible chemical fillers in theirs. Always look at the back of the bottle and see what they've put the melatonin with. But the melatonin is still pharmaceutical-grade melatonin no matter where you buy it because that's all that's legal to sell in America. So the first thing you have to ask yourself is, am I deficient? Well, that is a very big question. So first, assuming you're taking melatonin for sleep, which is about the only reason that most people take it, you need to ask yourself, do you have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep? If it's staying asleep, melatonin deficiency is probably not your issue because mostly melatonin plays a role in helping us fall to sleep. So that's important. You may have the wrong supplement. Also, what about age? How old are you? If you're over the age of 40, you might be looking at a little bit of a deficiency. Many people are, but not that many. You get over the age of 50, that's a more common deficiency. Over 60, even more common. And the older you get, the more melatonin you need. So If you're in your 40s plus, melatonin is certainly a possibility and worth a try if you're having a hard time falling asleep. But if it's staying asleep, again, you may have the wrong supplement. What about kids? Should kids take melatonin? A lot of kids do. A lot of pediatricians even recommend it. I personally think there are a lot of things I would try short of melatonin because melatonin is a hormone. It is something that our bodies 
make. And oftentimes when we give our body something that it already makes, it tells the body to turn off that production. We don't want that. We don't want to create deficiencies that we didn't already have. Melatonin can help your fidgety child go to sleep, but that's probably not why they're not going to sleep. So if you have questions on how to help your child sleep, there are plenty of excellent resources online for that. And of course, Vitality Nutrition is a resource as well, and we'd be happy to talk to you about it. 801-292-6662. Now, if you are an adult and you've determined that you should be taking melatonin because you have a hard time falling asleep, what would the dose be? The best and most accurate way to answer that question is very simply, it totally depends on you. You might get half a milligram or a milligram, and that might work great. The most common dose out there is three milligrams. And three milligrams works really well for a lot of people. Some people feel a little groggy on three milligrams. So I always recommend start very, very low, work your way up. We have people, we sell a melatonin as high as 10 milligrams, and we have people that need more than one of those a day. But most people can get away with a lot less So if you want to try melatonin, I would try a low dose, work your way up, and I would always recommend using it in conjunction with other herbal or natural sleep aids that can help do what melatonin doesn't do when it comes to sleep. And now we're going to go to probiotics, and I am seeing that I am running out of time again. Boy, I really tried to hurry. I even did a short rant. I think we're going to do a back-to-backer. I think we're going to take this up next week because I believe that we can do an entire show along with the rant on this topic. So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about probiotics next week. We're going to talk about multivitamins. We're going to talk about turmeric or curcumin. We're going to talk about magnesium. And we're going to talk about CBD and probably glucosamine as well. We may even throw another couple in there if we have the time. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you have questions about anything that you heard today, of course, you can call us at Vitality Nutrition 801 292 6662. That's 801-292-6662. If you have questions about any of these things uh, that I talk about, that's the easiest way, but you can always email me too, especially if there's some detail and you want to lay that out for me. Email me at info at vitalitynutrition.net. That works as well. Just be patient. I don't always get back to you the same day, but I I do always get back to you. You can join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio. You can listen to this show as a podcast, and I would highly encourage it because as we keep rolling forward, there will be more and more stuff available as a podcast only. We do the new episode every Saturday. We do a vintage episode every Wednesday, and there will be bonus episodes coming along with a bunch of other new content I think you're really going to like. I really appreciate you listening to me on Vitality Radio very, very much. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. The best way to do that is to send them a link to the podcast or to go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I would highly, highly recommend that because it's the best way for Apple to push this podcast out to people who've never heard of it, and it really, really helps. I'd love to build this audience. I'd love to get more of the good word out to people about what they need to do to fully take charge of their health. That's what Vitality Radio is all about, and it's what we've always been about since Vitality Nutrition started up in 1977. With my last minute that I have left, I'm going to tell you that we're celebrating our 43rd anniversary at Vitality Nutrition in August. I'm really excited about it. The whole month is going to have cool stuff, but the last week of August in particular, we're going to be doing some huge stuff for the birthday. 
and I would love to have you there. So stay tuned. Each week, I'll be sharing with you more of the stuff that we're doing. And if you live nearby, we'd love to have you in person. If you don't, we'd love to have you sort of virtually, you know, over the phone, via email, whatever. We will take care of you any way that we can. We're going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff, free samples, giveaways, and all kinds of other fun things at the end of August. So I'll be letting you know about that. In the meantime, enjoy your summer. Get a lot of sunshine. Do what I do. If you're worried about sunburn, which I hate, hate sunburns. If you've seen me, I'm a bald guy and that head attracts those UV rays like crazy. So this is what I do. I go out to mow the lawn and for the first 20 minutes, no sunscreen, no hat, no nothing. And then after 20 minutes, I put a little sunscreen on if I need to, depending on the the type of day it is, or I put a hat on if that's all I feel like I need. And that gives me all that vitamin D I need, all the beautiful sunshine that enhances my mood and my immune system and doesn't burn me up. And because I use natural sunscreen that works immediately when you first put it on and doesn't cause cancer, I don't have to worry about all those chemicals in those bogus sunscreens. If you need more information on that, there's an episode back there where I talked about sunscreen and you should listen to it because it's important. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate it very, very much. Give us a call if you have questions, 801-292-6662. I am Jared St. Clair and this is Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.